0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Tagenda. I am your host, Tatenda Musapatiki, and I am so excited about this week because this was one of those amazing weeks where it wasn't like, you know, 10 things happened and your brain's going to explode. This was where a bunch of discreet but large things happened to certain big time celebrities or events. So I have very deep thoughts on a few items, and this is my favorite kind of format because I... I get an opportunity to tell all of my thoughts to my devoted listeners. I'm not going to lie. I'm recording this on a Sunday morning because I needed Friday and Saturday to get my shit together and you can hear my dog whining in the background because he's not going out until I talk about these things to make sure that this gets to you on Tuesday. So um, that is why you just heard a dog whining in the background. So before we get into it, I am again going to remind you that you can follow this podcast on the agenda. I honestly have done a trash job of posting on the socials. Again, I needed to get my life together this week without letting you go hanging. So that had to drop. But we're going to be back. We're going to be posting previews. And would it be helpful to you guys for me to start posting, you know, things as they're happening throughout the week? Would you like that? I'm going to experiment with that this week, see how it goes. Number two, this podcast does have expenses. And while I am so appreciative for the wonderful three of you who have joined my Patreon, Patreon I still don't know how to say it. I still haven't figured it out. Maybe I should tweet Patreon to help me figure it out. But please go to the link in the description, or you can go to the thetagenda.com and support this podcast. We have two different levels, three for the friends, six for the besties that comes with premium content that is already there. So after these plugs, we're going to get into it. We're going to start talking about the drama, the scandal, the gossip, all of it. Let's go. The sads. So this, the sads is not a death, praise the Lord. It's also not disturbing, but it is profoundly sad to me. And it is about our dearest Duke and Duchess of Santa Barbara, aka Prince Harry and Meghan. So there are a lot of versions of this story. There are the people who are anti-Harry and Meghan who are saying they're making it all up, and then there's the truth. This is my podcast. So let me tell you what had happened. Um, Earlier this week, I believe it was May 16th, May 17th, Meghan Markle was honored at the Ms. Foundation Women of Vision Awards. The Ms. Foundation is a foundation that supports Ms. Um, magazine, which was founded by Gloria Steinem. And this magazine is a feminist magazine that supports women who are supporting other women and doing things to help transform society, right? She stepped out looking flawless this gold, beautiful gown, you know, minimalist shoes, hot husband. Beautiful mother, she showed up looking good. Her speech was fantastic. This was like vintage Meghan Markle. You know, she wasn't she just seemed like herself again. She's talking about the issues she cares about. She's looking amazing. She seems to have fewer cares in the world. She just anyway I digress. So the issue comes when they're looking to leave. They hop in their security vehicle and they clearly are trying to make sure that the paparazzi do not know where they are staying. Allegedly, they are staying with a friend. We do not know who this friend is. Praise the Lord. So this is the part where things get a little messy and there are different versions of events. Harry and Meghan's camp said that they were in a, quote, nearly catastrophic incident where they were chased by paparazzi in New York. People are saying that can't have possibly happened. It's New York City. The paparazzi don't chase people in New York City. That's crazy. Fair, right? I first read it and I was like, how do you have a high-speed chase in New York City? And then I remembered, I said, they didn't say a high-speed chase. They said a nearly catastrophic chase. If you've ever driven in Washington, D.C., you know that some catastrophic shit can happen at 15 miles an hour, all right? Like, people are crazy. So... Next, they claim that after being chased for hours, they went to the police station, like, hung out there until there was a, a change. And then they got in a taxi where then the same shenanigans happened. Now, after more time, and I, my favorite part of this, actually, is that Piers Morgan, who hates Meghan Markle because she doesn't give him the time of day, and he apparently thinks he deserves everyone's time, and he's just a jackass, um, had the taxi driver who was driving them <laughs> – and he kept trying to get gotcha moments to prove that they were lying. And at first he told the taxi driver, well, isn't it weird to have a celebrity of that massiveness in your car? And the, celebrity, the taxi driver's like, no, I drive in New York. I have celebrities in my cab all the time, but I ain't never been chased before. This was weird. And then he was like, well, don't you think they were exaggerating that the paparazzi were following them? Surely this is a normal thing. And again, the taxi cab driver's like, no, they were clearly concerned and scared. I could see in their back seat. their security guard was next to me, and I have never had this happen to me, and I have carried all kinds of celebrities in New York. So um, at one point, the mayor of New York weighed in and said, you know, this is strange. We don't have this happen in New York. But I, I want to hone in. I don't believe, and if, some, if I'm wrong, please correct me, that their team ever said it was a high-speed chase. They said it was nearly catastrophic. And the details that have emerged is that it wasn't just a car chase. There were paparazzis who were going next to them on scooters. There were cars who were going up on the sidewalk and almost hitting pedestrians. And so it's not just that, oh, it was dangerous for them. They were actually concerned about the many pedestrians who walk in New York City at all hours of the day. Right. That can be terrifying. Like, What if because of them just trying to go home and these crazy paparazzi and an innocent person just, you know, got struck by a vehicle? That's crazy. Second off, this man has trauma from his mother being killed by a high speed chase in in Paris with the paparazzi. Can you imagine being in a car with the mother of your children and the grandmother of your children, your mother-in-law and thinking, oh, my God, I or other people may not make it home because of the paparazzi who we already know he hates? Pause. That's powerful. That is tragic. That is sad. And for anybody to really be questioning whether or not it's within his purview to care about dangerous car chases that could kill people, you're cruel, right? At the end of the day, there was a chase. There were paparazzi who got inappropriate photos, and people were almost harmed. That's enough for me. Now, here's the kicker, right? And here's where these motherfuckers tell on themselves, these paparazzi people. It was apparently BackGrid that sold some of the photos. The only outlets who have used the photos were British press. The Daily Mail had to take them down and the Daily Mirror. The very people who Harry is suing for invading his privacy are the only people who bought the photos. And that tells you all you need to know. These weren't paparazzi who were hired by American. No, this was some British paparazzi shit. Like... Follow the money. And, you know, there are folks who are like, well, it's back grid. And they, like, obviously Prince Harry and Meghan had called them on themselves. No, anyone can hire those folks. And the people who did were the British paparazzi who have an axe to grind with this guy. It is insane. I, the whole thing is wild to me. And if you need any proof of the villains in the story, it's the people who publish the photos. And the only... Only organizations that published the photos were the British press. American press had nothing to fucking do with this. So this man keeps staying right and these people keep endangering him and it's going to This is not going to end well unless the British press gets their shit together and just leaves him alone. He's just trying to be an American, minding his own damn business with his hot wife. Right. Meghan Markle's just trying to live. She's done a lot to just try and live. Leave the Duke and Duchess of Santa Barbara alone. They are home in our country. The end. Time for the goss. All right, we need to transition because I am heated still talking about that. It just upsets me. But we're moving on to the goss. We're moving on to something that um, is happy, but also disturbing. So I didn't want to report on this because there were not a lot of facts. A couple weeks ago, Um, celebrities and other folks in the industry started sending supportive messages, hoping that Jamie Foxx was well. We did not know what was wrong with Jamie Foxx. His team had said that he was hospitalized for a medical issue. Jamie Foxx is notoriously very, very, very private about all aspects of his life, except for his wonderful talent. Thank the Lord. So then about a week ago, people kept saying, you know, you really got a rally for Jamie. And by people like random websites were saying he was on death's door. Like we were going to lose Jamie Foxx and it didn't make sense to me because, again, this man is notoriously very private. I feel like he's one of those people we're not going to find out is super sick or dead until it it is done. Um, And so this week the family had to come out and say, hey, Jamie's fine. He is walking. He is talking. He is recovering. His daughter came out and said, I don't know where this started, but my dad is not on death's door They released some photos of him kicking it. (laughs) And so this just goes to show that we need to be judicious in the media we consume and the things that we are saying. A random account on Twitter isn't good enough unless you are doing it for your own pure conspiracy theory loving thing and you're keeping it to yourself that you believe this thing that you see immediately or your close friends or me. But don't go spreading stuff that really has like the flimsiest of evidence, right? So- there's that. Jamie Foxx is alive and seemingly according to his family well. I am so grateful. I hope he's able to have a recovery from whatever it was that was ailing him. And I just love Jamie Foxx, so I'm really, really glad that he's doing well. In other happy news, and I'm just going to report this quickly because I have a feeling this is going to be a thing in a couple months. So I'm just telling you now, Cannes Film Festival is this weekend. Um, I've always wanted to go, but I... You know, I just don't see that happening in my future because I don't really like movies. I just like can and rich people and pretty people. Okay, so anyway, uh, Martin Scorsese debuted a new film with Leo DiCaprio starring and apparently it got a nine minute standing ovation. Now, I don't know if it's because it's just Martin Scorsese and Leo DiCaprio or if it was really that good, but people are saying the movie was really that good. So guys, buckle up for a blockbuster from some, you know, the man who doesn't date anyone who's over the age of 25 and the Martin Scorsese, who is also a fan of Vanderpump rules. So you can be a legend at your craft and still care about this shit. Amen. This was probably my second favorite thing that happened this week. Guys, Martha Stewart, at I believe 82 years of age, is on the cover of S. I swimsuit edition. Can we get an amen? In the last few years, it has become obvious. Like, probably I'll say the last five to seven years for people who follow Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, which I do. And I know that it could be claimed to be, you know, an awful thing for women, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. I think it's fascinating. Anyway, they have really diversified who was on the cover of these magazines. They have had women who are going through IVF, pregnant women, trans women. Now we got elderly women, because yes, Martha Stewart is elderly. Like that is facts. Um, they have had plus size women. It's just dope as shit to see how this magazine has gone from this like bastion of what the male gaze believes that women should look like in swimsuits to be considered hot to like what diversity of hot women looks like. So back to Martha Stewart and why this is my favorite thing. So Martha Stewart, has like just had a glow up. The woman got out of prison, started smoking some weed with Snoop Dogg and decided I'm living my best fucking life with all of my money and I fully support it. So, <laughs> the thing that drives me crazy about this though is that Martha Stewart is like, I look like this, which by the way, this is phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. Like there are 40 year olds who are like, I would love to have Martha Stewart's 82 year old drip right now, all right? Like I wish for it. And she's like, I just got this from riding ponies and drinking green juice. Now, no, I love Martha Stewart. I revere Martha Stewart. I have loved her ever since she went to jail, but bitch is lying. (laughs) Like you do not look like that because you ride horses and drink green juice. This woman's 82. She is a white woman who grew up before they even thought about the importance of sunscreen to make yourself not look like a leathered lizard. Okay. There is no way in fuck that this woman smokes marijuana the way she says she does, spent that much time in the sun, and looks like that on a cover without any kind of surgical or injectable intervention. And I'm sick of her saying it. There are scars on her face to prove it. The woman has at least had a bluff and she has at least had something where there is a scar on her nose. I am willing to bet she's also had a facelift. Now, I know I just said we shouldn't go speculating about things that aren't confirmed, this is as blatant as Mindy Kaling's Ozempic, okay? She is lying to us. This is the category of JLo lo saying she just looks like this at 50 because of olive oil. No. It's called Botox. It's called filler. It's called surgical intervention. And it's totally fine. I support it. Look, I'm naughty. I wish I could expense my Botox because my face... My face says I think you're stupid the moment I think it. I can't help it. I tell people exactly what I think about them with my face. It's not helpful because a lot of times in my head, I'm not that nice. So I get the Botox and my life has become so much better. My professional, not this job, but other jobs, so much better. Why? Because I'm not looking at people as crazy as I think they are and they can't tell. Because of the Botox. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay? There's nothing wrong with taking Ozempic. There's nothing wrong with doing things to take care of yourself so long as it is in concert with a medical professional and everybody agrees that this is what you need to do or what you wanna do. But when you start telling people that you look like you are 40 something years old because of green juice and horses, I need someone who gets a horse in order to look like Martha Stewart at 82 and then realizes that, oh shit, this wasn't horses to sue Martha Stewart because at this point she'll be 116 and still living and looking like she's actually 50 years old, right? I want this to happen for our future. Martha Stewart live forever. That way we can sue her for lying to us. This is not the truth. She looks amazing, but it is not because she rides horses and lives a life of relaxation. Like she's been to jail. People who go to jail don't look like that at 82 without some kind of intervention, not even the black people, all right? Like, no, Martha, but I love you dearly. Just please start telling the truth. And if you would like more details on this suspected plastic surgery that she's had based on scarring that is visible on some of her photos, when you zoom in real deep, go to IG Famous by Dana, Dana spelled D-A-N-A, to get the scoop. Whew. I, I really popped off on this one. And yes, the number one thing that just blew my mind this week was the Vanderpump Rules finale, the scandal of all of it all. We have finally gotten to the episode where we see what had happened right when Ariana found out. And this was probably one of the best episodes of reality television I've ever watched in my life. And I'm not the only one who feels this way. I cannot think, certainly not on Bravo, of any other episode that is so heart-wrenching, so gutting, but so well-edited and produced, it is is, it it is a thing of wonder. Another thing of wonder is the bounds of the narcissism of Tom Zandoval. For him at one point in this episode, he says it's Ariana's fault she didn't know I was cheating because she could have followed me anytime I said I was going to Schwartz's house. Schwartz is his best friend. The fuck? You're gonna blame your nine-year-old girlfriend for trusting you and not following your ass to figure out if you're cheating? The scene where Tom Sandoval and Rachel are together for the first time on camera is one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen. I don't know if I'm more disturbed by the galaxy lights with people who are like 30 and 40 years old respectively, or if I'm more disturbed by just the constant smiling. This man called his mistress his main girl's name, and shes sitting there smiling, smiling, like this is something to be proud of. She also says, like, I don't know if this is something we should do because if you're capable of cheating on your girlfriend of nine years, like, what are you gonna do to me? Bitch, he's cheating with you. Like, <laughs> the, whole, the whole episode is just the biggest mind fuck of how awful evil, terrible, conniving people can be because the whole thing that really got me after watching this episode three times. Yes, I watched it three times because the first time I watched it, I'll let you know, I was on the sauce. I'd had a night and um, thank you so much to my dear friends who hosted me and supplied that night. But um, I cannot get over both of those antagonists, Scandival and Rachel. They're complete... Lack of remorse towards Ariana. The complete, almost blaming of her for their actions. And then the Tom Sandoval being more remorseful to the people around him, like the friendships he was hoping to keep the people who are maintaining the reputation over the person he actually devastated. I will say, Sheena Shea had her best showing of the entire series dressing down this man for filth all right I've never seen anything come from her that is so powerful and just angry she's usually a peacekeeper Sheena does not like conflict which is weird because she's been on the show for nine years but you can tell she doesn't like conflict she like tends to just try and be everyone's friend not this time not this time and the psychology of it all I need someone to seriously watch this season and watch this Rachel chick and watch Tom Sandoval and tell me what the fuck they have. Because I cannot run around this earth thinking people do that to other people without some kind of mental illness. That is the only thing that can rationalize that behavior in my head. And God help anyone who ever tries to treat me like that, because I am not like Ariana's the most graceful person. Her watch what happens live afterward. She was so calm, so collected, so also just physically beautiful in the face of all this. And it just, it hurt me. It hurt me. And this, none of this is happening to me. I'm just a 10 year old, like a 10 year viewer of this show. And I felt hurt. In fact, I might go watch this episode again this afternoon just to continue to try and figure out how I can rationalize this behavior because it makes no sense. And it's just cruel. And I cannot wait for the reunion because Lala Kent said on her Instagram stories on Saturday, yesterday for me, that it's going to feel cathartic. She said it's a happy episode. I want these people to get screamed at. I am ready to watch people just let it fly. So hopefully that's what we get. I will let you know what happens next week, but I cannot describe, I cannot I cannot fully help you guys comprehend how good of reality television this episode was. It is the pinnacle. This will be studied in film courses and editing courses. I am convinced because, (sighs) man, there are a lot of think pieces on this. If you actually do care to read the think pieces, I highly recommend. I don't agree with Brian Moylan, but I like his writing a lot. Johns Gibson also did a really fantastic piece. Um, or Gibson Johns, sorry. Um, There's just a lot out there. But those two are the ones that stick out in my mind. I really enjoyed it. And with that, I am going to go listen to more of the podcasts and walk my dog for a long time because he's upset with me. Whew, you guys, I feel so good getting all of these feelings out first thing in the morning on a Sunday. I gotta say, I feel this warm and fuzzy feeling. I am excited to go put some pep in my step in this dog walk and listen to shenanigans. Very excited about it. I may even listen to Bro Bros. My dog's getting a good, long, thorough walk because he has been a champion for this recording on a Sunday morning when he should have been walked half an hour ago. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an excellent week. I hope everything falls your way. I hope our entry into Gemini season treats you with the best of intentions and luck. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. Share this podcast with others. I really love this. And I would love for more people to know what's happening in the world instead of being boring. And with that, love you guys. XOXO besties. Bye.